Welcome to the Full Minded with Elisabetta podcast, where my mission is to normalize the human experience. I believe there's power in authenticity and building a community immersed in it. I plan on bringing you on an in-depth and transparent journey of my life through solo episodes. I will also be interviewing a range of individuals who are willing to share their unique stories. On this podcast, we will dive into topics such as mental health, heartbreak, loss, change, trauma, self-love, and every other topic that makes up the human experience. While I do my very best to provide you insight and knowledge on these subject matters, this podcast is not a substitute for professional help. I am not a licensed therapist. I am simply a human sharing my experiences with the intent to help people feel less alone. If you are suffering, please consult with a licensed professional. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm excited to be back in my little studio recording. I just took a few weeks off and I went to the East Coast. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I was there for a few weeks just visiting my friends. I lived on the East Coast of Canada for it was almost seven years. I'm originally from Ontario and then I moved to the Maritimes when I was 22. And it was the first big move I ever did and it was iconic and I just made the most incredible connections with people it was where I really pushed myself to grow and gained a lot of perspective in life so I feel like and it was the first place that I made my own it was a safe home for myself so it has a lot of sentimental value and just being back was so amazing it was very nostalgic and you know during that period of of time when I was living there, I struggled a lot with my mental health. It's where I started doing drugs and I was drinking the most ever. So I got to a really low place mentally. <clears throat> Excuse me. So going back there after, you know, I had moved away three years now, three years ago now. Yeah. Going back there in the headspace that I'm in today where I'm happy and like full of life and regulated, stable, I own a successful business. I finally live in the city I've wanted to live in like my whole life. It was such a trip. The first week I just, I cried a lot because it was really emotional. Like it was cool to see everybody and catch up, but like it was just so wild to be back in that place where I didn't know that it was going to get any better. You know, I hoped that it would. I hoped that that move would help me, but I just, I, there was no guarantee, right? So to go back to that place and feel, you know, the way that I felt a few years ago, it was really powerful. And to come back with such a, you know, such a better perspective, a better take on life and just be in a, in a really good headspace versus when I left, it was, it was amazing. So this is your sign to not give up because you have no idea what's going to come around the corner of life. Like you can only see the one chapter that you're in right now, we kind of have blinders on and you just have no idea how good it can get, but it can't get better if you give up, you know? So that's why I do what I do. Cause I want people to know that you can come from, you know, abuse and harm and trauma and all these things and then rise from the ashes and be a boss babe and take no shit and love yourself unconditionally. It is possible cause I'm doing it. Alrighty. So today actually on the plane ride home, I opened up a question box on Instagram for people to just ask questions. And I found that a lot of people 
in general have been asking me, when do you know if it's time to leave a relationship? Like, how do you know a relationship is expired or it's no longer good for you? And that can be romantically or friendship. And I gave a lot of points on what, like the signs to look for when a relationship has expired. And I want to read through those today. And then I want to give a little bit more context to it because I feel like this is a very important subject that is just not really talked about. I feel like, yeah, I cannot remember the last time someone openly was like, I needed to end this friendship because it no longer aligned with me and I did it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's just something that everyone's like, oh, we need to, you know, keep this friendship because we've had it since kindergarten or we need to be in this relationship because this, this, this is good. So therefore I have to put up with all the shit. No, you don't at all. And today we're going to talk about that. So I'm going to read these off. They're in no particular order. They're all very important and crucial and you should definitely pay attention to them, but this is just the order I had them written in. Okay. So the first one is you feel uneasy after hanging out with them. Even if they didn't directly do something to you, if you feel this way consistently after hanging out with the person, run. Okay. Have you ever hung out with somebody? Maybe it's a new person you met. Maybe you went on a date. Maybe even it's a friendship that's been long-term and you start to feel uneasy or almost unsafe. And I feel like it's tricky to, with this one because it is a feeling based more so than evidence. I mean, sometimes people can do obviously outright shitty things to you and you know it's, it's obviously bad and you need to leave. But I think this is more challenging because it's a gut feeling and there's not evidence necessarily other than what you feel. But your gut feeling is the most important thing. It is the most important thing that you have and your body knows before you know so many times. So like for me, there is certain friendships past and current that I have felt this type of way and I've ended. Like if I leave a hangout and I'm like, I feel uneasy or if you feel like you've shared too much, that's a big one for me. Like I just feel sick. I'm just like, I don't feel like I... And I understand that, you know, sometimes... When sharing trauma, it can be an emotional experience. And, you know, sometimes we can naturally feel like we've overshared as humans, but there is a specific feeling of, I should not have told that person so much. What if they tell somebody else? What if they do? That's kind of the feeling I'm more leaning towards. It's normal to be like, oh my God, I overshared. Did I share? You know what I mean? I'm not at that point anymore just because I overshared my whole fucking life. Like I've made it my whole personality and career. But I know that I used to be like that. And I know a lot of people have come to me with that concern. Like, did I share too much? But this feeling in particular is, you know it. Like if you know, you know, it's hard to put it into words, but like you just feel icky after hanging out with them. You just feel there's something wrong. Run. I literally had to end a 15 year relationship a friendship that I'd had. And at the beginning, I think it was good because I analyzed it where I'm at now. And like back then, I think I just had a higher tolerance. Like there was good things that came out of this friendship, but for the most, most part, I always felt like really judged, criticized, made fun of, um, and just like not safe to be my authentic self. And that's a huge red flag when you don't feel like you can be your most authentic self. Oh my God, what is the point? Like the whole point in being like unconditionally loved by friends and people that you have in your life is so that you can be hundred percent yourself. If you're not hundred percent yourself, what's the point? And like, that's my thing on lying. Like I won't ever lie to people that care about me, especially because they're not actually loving the most authentic version of you. If you have to lie for them to love you, they're not actually loving you. 
for who you are. You know what I mean? They're loving a version of you that you've created. So I'm big on honesty for that reason, for myself and then for others. I pay attention to it too because if they're not being honest with themselves, they can't be honest with you. You know what I mean? It's a whole cycle. All right. The next one is they don't celebrate you or cheer you on. Or if they do, it feels fake. Yeah. Pay attention for the snakes. The snakes are going to be jealous. It's okay to like admire someone and want to be more like them. But I think that the people that are healed, because I don't want to say you're necessarily like good or bad for doing this, but I think people who are more healed understand that it's not a competition. And when I see somebody just doing so amazing in their life in every aspect, it motivates me. I don't get envious. I'm just like, that's amazing. Get it, girl. Get it, man, whoever it is. But for me, it inspires me to do better, to work harder. I'm not like, oh, and I, I think that part of that, cause I used to be envious. I used to be like, oh, why does she have it like this? Or why do they have it like this? But I think healing is the best way to get out of that mindset because you realize that you're worth that success too. You're worth the good things happening, the love, all of whatever it is that you're envious of, you're worth that happening too. So I think healing is crucial in that, you know, perspective shift when you're viewing others' successes as, yeah, as a threat. All right. Their jealousy of you outweighs their support of you. Again, going back to that, like there is, you can be like, oh, wow, I love what they have. I wish I had that too. But if that's what, you know, your friends or your significant other or even your family is like just straight envious or jealous and is very verbal about it too, and it outweighs the support, leave, <laughs> leave it. <laughs> okay, the next one, they think healthy discussions and confrontations are fights. Oh my God, this is stressful. Have you ever been, for me, it was like in one of my relationships, they thought anytime we would have like any sort of like discussion or confrontation about the relationship. Like I'm talking like calm, we're drinking tea. And I'm like, hey, what should we do about that? Do you think this would blah, 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 blah. And they're like, we fight all the time, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, we do not fight all the time. Are you talking about like when we have discussions about our relationship and what needs to change? That's tough too. Um, this isn't like, it depends on the person, right? If, if there's somebody that's really good to you and then this is just one aspect of what they're giving you, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to, you know, end the relationship over it. This is something that can be worked on. But if they have everything else and this, I think that's grounds to be like, no, thank you. Oh, they don't prioritize you. That's a big one. That's a really big one. I have also been in relationships where I just feel like it's one sided and that's not a good feeling to to have. Obviously, you want to feel cared for and prioritized. And for me, I'm very I give my all in any type of relationship. Like I will pour my soul into you. I will do anything for you. I, yeah, am all like, it's all or nothing for me. So when somebody doesn't prioritize me, it hits different. Cause I'm just like, bro, I would literally give you the fucking moon. Why am I not being prioritized? Not cool. You don't know where you stand with them. This is good, especially when you're in like <laughs> situationships or the talking stage, things like that. If you don't know where you stand with them and you don't know if someone likes you or fucks with you, they probably don't because the ones that do love you, like you, fuck with you, want to fuck with you, all of that, they're going to tell you, they're going to make the effort. So don't accept anything less. Okay. All right. You keep having the same disagreements over and over because there is no changed behavior. Yeah. 
This is big. This is a big one for, you know, all types of relationships, but especially romantic. So it's okay to have disagreements and fights. Like that's very, very normal. But my therapist said something really powerful. It's you have to pay attention to if you're having the same fight over and over. If you're having different fights and you're resolving the issue and then it's kind of deaded there, you're good. But if you just keep having the same fight over and over and over and there's no, you know, proof or evidence that anything's getting better, there's no change behavior, might be time to let it go. All right. And then the next one. Yeah, we kind of talked about this already. It's just a different way of phrasing it, though. You feel the effort is one sided. There needs to be two to tango. There needs to be two parties putting in, you know, a good amount of effort. I think for me growing up, walking on fucking eggshells and just being a people pleaser, I feel like I've always been the nurturer in the relationship. And I'm like, we should go to therapy. We should get a membership to the gym. We should do this. Let's go on a bike ride. And I plan all the dates and I do all the things. Like I'm a very motivated, ambitious person. And I like people to feel happy and content. And you know what I mean? So I go above and beyond. So this one's hard because I feel like a lot of the times, like I feel like my effort is bigger than most. Like most people, my effort is yeah, it's hard to match it, but I'm talking like they never make an effort or it's, you know, bare minimum stuff like that. Right. You can't be making all of the effort and calling all the shots, especially when it's like for all the good things that are changing in your relationship. Like one of my last relationships, I feel like I was like implemented all the best healthy you know, mechanisms into our relationship, how we coped, how we talked, how we set boundaries, how we, you know what I mean? Like I felt like it was constantly me. That was really challenging because I started to grow resentful and I was like, what are you, what are you bringing to this? Alrighty. You no longer trust them. Oof. Okay. From personal experience, strictly, because I do believe you can rebuild trust depends on the person, depends on the person's trauma, depends on the person's past, depends on the the brain of the person, depends on their mental illness. Like there's so many different factors here. But for me, I'm going to tell you this right now, I will love you hard and trust you. Even though it takes everything in me to trust, I do not like trusting people. That's a little fun fact about me. I don't think people who grew up in trauma like to trust anyone, especially if it was your caretaker that was hurting you. Yeah, no thanks. Um, but once I do and you break it, nah, there's no coming back from that. And I'm not saying there's no coming back for other people, but for me personally, it's a fucking hard no. And yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's a situation where I would. And I guess too, when I think of like trust being broken, I think of some sort of betrayal. So I think of it as a bit, you know, deeper, not just like, but honestly, like, my thing is like lying. Like if you lie to me about anything, I don't fuck with you. Like why? Why do you need to lie? Like I, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm big on the honesty thing because if you're being your authentic self, you should just be honest. Do you know what I mean? So if you feel like you can be yourself around me, around anyone and you give yourself permission to be honest, I'll fuck with you. But if you lie, especially, especially about dumb shit, because a lot of people will say, oh, they only lied about this. Or they only lied about if they went to the gym today. That's fucking, that's strange behavior to me. I feel like, why? If you can lie about the little stuff, I do believe you can lie about the big stuff. So for me, once that trust is gone, I just, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm at the point where I just don't want to get it back. Like I have been through a lot in my life. I know my worth. I know my value. I don't just, I just don't even want to deal if you break my trust. I'm really trying to think of an example where I would be like, it's okay, because I understand this sounds so extreme, but I don't think it is. <laughs> like, I, 
I say that to everyone, new friends, everybody in my life. I'm just like, listen, I love hard, but if you fuck me over, like, I just won't ever talk to you again and I'm okay with it. Like, I'll sleep good at night. Um, but yeah, maybe I should work on that a bit because it's a very extreme response. I feel like my therapist would be like, okay, but we could work through this a bit. But for right now, yeah, in my life, I just wouldn't be able to build back the trust, especially if they cheated. Don't get me started on cheating. Don't. Literally don't because it's a no for me forever and always. I don't give a fuck if we have eight kids and you cheat on me. We're done. That's betrayal. That's trust. That's like, I know mentally how much work it would take to build back up the trust because of what I've been through that I have to decide if it's worth it or not. And I don't think it would be. All right. I'm getting heated. We're going to change it to the next point. <laughs> okay. You don't feel like you can be your authentic self around them. This is big. We, I kind of mentioned it earlier. But yeah, if you find yourself unable to be who you really are or leaving details out about yourself, like I said, I don't understand that way of thinking because you want to be loved for who you are, wholly and fully. So if you're lying about pieces of you or parts of you, then, you know, you're not really being loved for who you are. I think it's normal to have secrets. Like everybody has things maybe they don't want to share from their past and I think that's going to be up to each person to decipher what they want to share with their partner and what you know they don't but I'm talking about like live you're in the moment you're having you know conversations and you're actively trying to avoid who you are or like being who you are saying what you normally would in those situations I think that usually is is cause for for ending it if it doesn't feel aligned with your life anymore friendships or romantic relationships can end because it doesn't feel aligned with you and that is okay it's actually very normal and I think this is the piece that is not talked about enough like I said at the beginning like I can't remember the last time someone has said to me like oh I needed to end this because it just didn't feel aligned I feel like a lot of times people will just go ghost or they just won't at all because they're like I've had this friend since kindergarten I've had this partner since you know for five years why would I you know it's a waste of time blah 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 but it is absolutely normal for things not to feel aligned with you. Like, think of how much you grow in the span of a year. Think about who you were 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Like, it's okay to grow and evolve. So when you're growing and evolving as a person, it also means that, you know, your perspective, the lens you're looking through in life, the people you attract, the goals, the visions are going to be different. It's okay to recognize this friendship no longer serves me, you know? And recently I got out of a really long-term friendship because it really didn't feel aligned with me anymore. Like truly, like I felt like I was saying that uneasy feeling. I felt like I couldn't trust them. And I just felt like our values didn't align. And, you know, there's a difference between saying, you know, when someone says this, it kind of triggers me. Maybe I'll talk to my friend about it. Hey, could you stop saying this? But then there's this person is who they are to the core. Fundamentally, that is who they are. That is who they've chosen to become. And that is not something I can ask them to change, nor would I. So that's when I know too, that it's time to remove myself. Is it a behavior that can be worked on or is it a characteristic? That's a really good question to ask yourself when reflecting on if a relationship is good for you or not. Because yeah, if it's a behavior that can be worked on or if it's a, a fundamental piece of who they are or their fucking values, there's a good chance that's not going to shift, right? Um, you feel more negative feelings than positive ones about the relationship. This one seems obvious, but it's actually not coming from experience because I've been in like the worst relationships of all time. Like I'm talking like we had like one good day a month and I was like, you never know, could change. <laughs> so I empathize if you're going through that because sometimes you just don't know. And like you just, 
we accept the love we think we deserve, right? So if you're at a place where you don't love yourself or you don't think you're, you know, you have much value, much worth, you're going to accept a lesser love, right? Than it when you're in a healed and good and healthy mind space. Like for me, years, like 10 years ago, oh my God, the people I was dating, the behavior I was accepting, fucked. And now I'm like, if you break my trust, you tell me you went to the gym and you didn't, we're done. Like I just, I have zero tolerance for that shit. I just can't. No, because I know my worth and I know I can find somebody who is honest. I know I exist and I'm honest and I'm loyal and I'm all these things. So I have faith that there are other people out there as well. And I'm not going to limit myself to the people that are going to lie about all the things because it's just a quality that's so important to me. Right. So I guess it seems silly because it's like, what a silly thing to lie for. But like, if you are a liar, it's just not something I'd fuck with. Yeah. I've justified my, <laughs> my extreme here. <laughs> um, you don't enjoy spending time with them or you leave feeling drained. Oof, the leave feeling drained one. And don't get that confused with your social battery being just exhausted. Like sometimes I do events and I'm just absolutely drained afterwards. It doesn't mean it wasn't the most fulfilling, amazing event. It just means that I talked to 400,000 people and I'm exhausted. But I mean, like you leave the hangout and you're like, oh, that wasn't really that great. I don't really like the way I feel like pay attention to how you feel after you leave the conversation, after you send them a text, after you get off a call, after you leave the hangout, pay attention to that because that is your signs. If you feel like, oh my God, I just had the best hangout. What a recharging conversation. I felt really heard, understood, validated. If you continually don't feel those things, leave. Um, yeah. And then I wrapped it up on Instagram and I said, okay, I could go on forever. I'm going to make a podcast episode and here I am. But yeah, honestly, these are all things to consider. Obviously this is just my opinion. I'm not a licensed professional. Don't end your relationship because Alyssa told you to do it. Take these all, you know, in your own way. Like we all have different lenses that we look through. We have different experiences, but we also have different thresholds. So for me, I have less tolerance in certain things that maybe someone else would. Maybe someone's okay with working with a liar and, and hopes that they'll recover and they can handle that and they can manage it. Me, I'm not because I'm capped out. I've been lied to so many times in my life and that's just not something I'm willing to even deal with. But maybe in the aspect of mental health, I have a lot more capacity because I have more empathy and knowledge on the subject matter. So if somebody's in a depressive bout, maybe somebody who doesn't have, you know, as much knowledge wouldn't be able to handle somebody in a depressive bout. But I have so much experience with mental health. Like you could just be the most mentally ill of all time. And I would be like, I know how to combat this. That's that to me is not stressful, but lying is. So I think it just, you need to understand that and this is hard to give advice on because I can say these are the things that help me get out of relationships. And I think they're good, like general pieces of advice, but you are the only person who knows what is actually going on in your relationship. And that's the other thing too, with getting advice from friends, like, don't get me wrong. I literally do it, but you have to get to a point where you trust your own instincts and you trust yourself. And I think for a lot of years, I would, I remember getting in a fight with a partner and I would call like literally eight of my friends immediately after and be like, what do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? And at the time I was just like, this is normal. And I would get so many mixed opinions and I would be confused the shit out of me. And then I started feeling really guilty if I didn't take one of their advice. Like if I, they were like, leave him. And then I didn't. And then I was like, oh, 
I didn't leave him. And then I have to call them for advice again. And they're like, I told you, you know what I mean? Like it just, it can sometimes make your friendships weird. And I'm not saying to isolate and not get any advice, but I'm saying take the majority of advice, you know, from yourself and from your therapist. I, like I say in every other episode, go to therapy. It's the best thing you'll ever do for yourself. But um, yeah, I think sometimes relying too heavily on your friendships can, you know, add a lot of weight and baggage to the friendship. It can add some bias in there, confusion and awkward tension for just no reason. So I think be mindful of who you're speaking to, how many people you're speaking to, and like the quality of the people that you're speaking to too. Like, would these people take your advice? Are those people where you'd want to be? Are they in a healthy relationship that you aspire to be in? It's another big thing. If they're not, they're not really the best person to ask for advice because you don't you know, the advice they're going to give is in direct proportion to the advice they follow. So if they're not in a good situation themselves, it's probably not going to be the best person to ask for advice, right? The last thing I'm going to leave you guys with is another question that somebody asked. They said, how do I go about ending a relationship when, you know, all of these things are checking off and it's time for the relationship to end. And I think this is really hard to speak on because again, it's going to come down to what you're comfortable with, how blunt you are, how confrontational you are. So for, but I can share my own personal experience and then you can take it, you know, how you want and, and do what you wish with it. But for me growing up as, you know, somebody who walked on eggshells and is extremely people pleasing, I always say I'm a recovering people pleaser. I am blunt as fuck now. As you know, if you've been listening along to these podcasts, I really don't give a shit. Um, I just say like, we're literally all dying. We're aging. Like we don't have, like time is precious. Like let's get to the point. Let's not be like, maybe they thought this and just ask them. That's my, that's me. That's my take on life. I don't like to waste any fucking time. So for me, I'm very blunt when it comes to ending things. I'm kind unless they don't deserve it. No, I'm usually kind. Cause even if they don't deserve it, I like to, you know, remain and have my character in place, even if they're shit. But for me, for example, the last romantic relationship I ended, I just said, you are not putting in the effort required to have access to me. You're treating me with disrespect and you're not able to give me X, Y, Z. And I've thought about it and I don't want to continue because at that point there had already been conversations about the relationship. And I was like, I need this from you. I need this from you. And they were like, sure, sure, sure. But then they weren't following through with it. So I eventually got to a point where I was like, okay, you know, I've asked so many times and I know that I deserve better. And now you're acting up and you're being like really disrespectful to me. So I just don't want any part of this. Um, so I ended it like that, but there's been other relationships too, where I literally, my first relationship I ever ended, I was like, called him, I was like, how old was I? 16. And I was like, you know something? You're too mean to me. I don't like how mean you are when you're angry. So I don't want to date you anymore. <laughs> so I guess I have always been a bit savage and blunt, but he was mean to me. He had his anger issues. He was a bit fucked up. So I was like, fuck this. I'm out. And I remember he was like, <laughs> he was like, what? Well, then who are you going to take to prom? And I was like, I'll figure it out. And he was like, well, I have a birthday gift for you. How do I give it to you? And I was like, I don't want a birthday gift from you. I don't want to date you. I don't want anything from you. He's like, do you at least want to know what it was? And I was like, sure. And he's like, I bought you candy nipple tassels. And I was like, you bought me candy nipple tassels for me to eat off my own titties? Bruh, see ya, click. Anyway, so all that to say, 
I'm blunt because I don't like to waste time. And the friendship I ended, I was gentle but firm with it. And I just said, listen, I feel like we've grown apart. I feel like we've had a lot of beautiful years in this friendship, but I just feel like we're no longer in the same place. And it just doesn't make sense. It does not feel aligned to me. And I use the example that when I've stayed in relationships, you know, that didn't feel aligned with me in past, it ended really badly and it added extra trauma and pain and I didn't want to do that. They did not handle it great, but that's okay. I own my own actions. Other people own theirs. It's not my responsibility. You know what I mean? I just was gentle and kind and just firm and that's just what I wanted. And it's hard. It is a weird feeling, especially if you're not used to setting boundaries and you're not used to being direct or confrontational and deleting people from your life. But let me tell you, it is the best feeling ever. And once you do it once or twice, you feel like you can take on the world. You feel like you can cut out anyone who ever does you dirty or is no longer aligned with you. Like it's a really cool act of self-trust and self-respect. Like it, it is like, like top tier self-loyalty. Like you're just like, no, I'm putting myself above and I'm putting my needs above and I'm finally listening to myself. So like anything in life that's challenging, it's, it's going to be worth it, you know? So push through that discomfort. Let me know if you guys have any more specific questions about that. You guys can always DM me or on the podcast website, you can submit your questions anonymously. Um, but yeah, I hope this helps some of you, you know, kind of decipher if the relationships in your life are no longer for you, if they're stagnant. The other thing I will say too, is the longer you stay in relationships that are not it for you, the longer you postpone the things that are and the connections that are and I'm big on when you close a door so many open because I think a lot of people are hesitant to get out of relationships because they're like what if I'll never find someone Bro, there's like a I don't even know the exact number I think there's like 10 billion people or something in the world <laughs> there's a lot of people you're gonna find somebody else you don't need to just be dating this dusty person who is shit to you because you're like I may not find anybody else even if you don't you got you that's a win that's the best thing. You know what I mean? Because I've had not me before. I've been in a place where I certainly did not have me and it was a shit time. But now that I have me fully and I love me fully, oh my God, I'm going to travel the world by myself. I'm going to take myself on excursions. I'll do whatever. I don't care if there's somebody out there for me. <laughs> I believe there is one day when I'm ready. But like, if there's not, we got our friends, we got ourselves. That's the most important. Okay, guys, I think I'm going to wrap this up because I could ramble on forever, but I feel like I've said all the points that are the most necessary and healthy. Let go of those relationships that no longer serve you and no longer align with you. I promise it's going to be one of the best things ever. You're going to respect yourself more. You're going to trust yourself more. It will work out and other doors that you can't even fathom or imagine will open once you close this one. Promise y'all. Okay, until next time. Have a great day, guys. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I loved having you. If you wish to support this podcast, please follow us so you never miss an episode. You can also find us on social media at Full Minded Podcast. Please visit our website at www.fullmindedpodcast.com to submit all your questions. If you wish to be a guest on this podcast, please fill out the form on our website to apply. Your continued support means the world, so thank you again for taking the time out of your day to tune into Full Minded with Alyssa Betta. Until next time, be kind to yourselves and remember that there is power in owning our imperfect and messy lives. It's all a part of the human experience and you're not alone in it.